stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. We are so excited. We are. We're back. Oh, my gosh. It's been a while. It has. It's been way too long. I know. I know. But 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 it was a good pause. But OK, we're, we're back now. I'm Winnie King. Um, you know, I'm at Cook Children's. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Kristen Furst, also at Cook Children's and, you know, Boy, a psychiatrist. Yeah, we took a break. We did. I'm sorry, but we did. I know, I it, but I think we needed it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, sometimes, you know, the podcast, as much as we want to raise the joy, can sometimes be a little heavy. You know, yeah. the, the, the subject matter can be a little heavy, and it's kind of hard to get that joy rising. That's right. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you need to t- take a step back and just, you know, clear your head and come back. I think so. And, and I think that, um, you know, we talk a lot about in healthcare about burnout and things like that, and yeah. we know just... Having a break is really important and it's restorative and it gives you energy to go back. Yeah. You know, and you you're, you got clarity and you, now you got a little energy and now you're just like, okay, I'm raring to go again. Yes. We're going to raise the joy. Yeah. we're <laughs> <laughs> Pump it up. Pump it up. <laughs> so if you need a break out there, don't break from us, though. That's right. <laughs> don't you do it. No, no. Do another. <laughs> do another kind of break, but not a, a break from raising joy because we're back now and we're going to we're going to really um put it to the metal. I am so excited today because with us today um is Carol Klosek. Um and Carol is the CEO of the Center for Transforming Lives which works alongside women and their children to disrupt the cycle of poverty. And let me just say um this is near and dear to my heart and this is a disclosure I'm on the board. <laughs> And it is um, it is something that I'm very passionate about. I remember the first time I saw a presentation of uh, the Center for Transforming Lives and everybody was passing around the tissue. And it was such a wonderful, wonderful story. And they brought people who had been transformed as a result of what the center has done. And it was just not a dry eye. Um, and it just really, it really moved me. And I'm just so happy that you're here with us today, Carol. It's great to be here. I'm really excited. Wow. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the center. And and Carol, just kind of give us that broad overview about um, what you do and what the center does. Sure. Um, such a delight to be here. I'm really uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation uh, Center for Transforming Lives is um, one of the, or no, I'm sorry, the oldest anti-poverty organization in Tarrant County. Um, we turned 115 years old wow. last year. Okay, alongside us, we're 105. Wow. So we're old. Uh, Cook Children's is. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're old people in the <laughs> That's great, though, right? Yeah, it is. Doing something is. right. Yeah. Yeah, and our, um, I love that. I didn't realize that uh, yeah. y'all were turning that age. But it, it's really fantastic to look at the history and see how much we have done mm. in the kind of work that we've done over the years. I'm really focused on the specific needs of, of women 
Um, and of course, you know, right alongside that, when you're working with women, you're working with children. Yeah. Um, so our focus today is really all about women and their children, um, helping them move out of a condition of poverty. Um, and we um, we work with people, um, you know, really up to who, who people who are making about fifty five thousand dollars a year. So, but people who are experiencing financial struggle, um, and all the way to people who are experiencing homelessness. Mm-hmm. Our, our work is always two generational. I think that's one of the things that really makes a difference. Um, or makes us different as an organization is that we're always working with the mom and the child at mm-hmm. the same time, mm-hmm. looking at those results. Um, our work includes housing programs, um, lots of early childhood education. Uh, we do um, economic mobility work, which is really exciting and fun to talk about. Um, and then, uh, and, and then we added clinical counseling services after the pandemic. Um, after what we saw our families, um, the kids and the moms going through, um, we uh, added several positions just to make sure that people had what they needed exactly when they needed that intervention. That's fantastic because it does it, you know, being that kind of stressed, like you need that counseling support to be able to get up the next day to put on your clothes and to try again. And so I think it's fantastic that you're addressing the needs of the whole person, including their mental health. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and I think um, I think that's what we so often miss. You know, um, helping people move out of poverty is not about just one interaction mm-hmm. or, uh, mm-hmm. or a check. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps, yeah. but it doesn't, it doesn't do that, especially when we see the kind of overlap that we do um, when we look at poverty and trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, or ho- especially homelessness and trauma. Oh, yeah. um, and so if you really are, um, if you're ignoring that part of the work, it's much less likely to be effective. Right. Absolutely. And I would imagine that some of the women, um, when you talk about trauma, have on uh, uh, have undergone uh, domestic violence, have, have had that, that issue in their lives at some point. Oh, sure. I mean, I, uh, research shows that the women who, who become homelessness, uh, homeless, uh, nine, Ninety percent of them mm-hmm. have experienced um, abuse throughout their lifespans, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and more than seventy percent who are entering the homeless services system indicate that um, intimate partner violence is one of the reasons. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's a huge driver. It's it's really does not get enough attention, mm-hmm. um, and um, and just that the whole interrelationship, and to be able to break that through a generation, you know, to break that curse, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, you don't want the children to see mother being abused that way mm-hmm. and then them feel like, well, that's the way it, you know, life is. And so to be able to work toward breaking that cycle mm-hmm. within the generations is a big deal. Yeah. And you have to have, you have to have, like you said, economic mobility. Like you have to have the funds to be able to not be reliant on an abuser and so I think it's incredible that you guys work, realize that and address all of the issues at hand, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I think um, when uh, we, we really have learned so much through our, the, the work that we do and from what our families have explained to us about their, the circumstances of their lives. And so, um, you know, we have, a, we have a transforming lives scale that we use um, that looks at um, 15 different areas of their lives from their housing stability to transportation to their child care 
um, to their mental health status, to their relationships, their social networks, like all of those things. And, and then we, um, you know, we, we determine where they are, um, Mm -hmm. in each of those areas and then a plan to move forward. But they're, they're just, they are those, all of those different aspects are so interconnected. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. we just did our fuel the love, um, (laughs) uh, campaign to raise funds for transportation. Mm. People don't really think about, you know, it's so hard, um, around here here to Mm -hmm. get around. And if you've got a, if you, if you're a mom with two kids or three kids and you're trying to use the bus system, Uh, I mean, I can't imagine one of our, one of our young moms, she was 17 and she, it was an hour and a half bus trip, um, that she had to take after she had dropped off her child at our child care oh, center. No. And, um, and then, so she did that. Remarkably, she did it for two months, a round trip, you know, so working an eight hour shift, um, three hours of transportation on the other, on the side and dropping her child off, you know, in the morning, mm-hmm, picking up mm-hmm. and she, and then she just, she just gave up. Oh. I mean, she was, it was just too much. It's mm-hmm. too much. Um, so the, um, uh, you know, one, one thing really going wrong in each of the in any of those core areas of, can really disrupt. can really disrupt and, yeah. and throw people off. It, it can. Yeah. How do they come to you? How do you get them? How do they find it? You know, the 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 way that most people find out about us is through a friend or family member. Um, so uh, they they learn about us. But we have more than 100 partner organizations in Tarrant County. So any one of those partners might refer someone to us, um, 211, you know, the, the mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. line um, refers people to us all the time. Uh, churches, I mean, any, um, so many different ways. People call us all day long, walk in our doors all day, all day long. Mm-hmm. Usually mothers with children. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how does the center help women transform? you know, from poverty to prosperity? Like, how do you guys, how do you do that? Um, one of the first areas that we're always going to take a look at is housing. Housing is, mm-hmm. is foundational. Um, mm-hmm. And if they don't, if they don't have that, then we're going to help them to secure housing. Um, and then we use that transforming lives scale to figure out, um, to work with them to find out where they are currently and then where do they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but with each each individual family, we're going to figure out where, where are they stuck mm-hmm. and, um, and how do they, um, what support guidance do they need? What tools do they need to move forward? And it's always an individualized plan. Um, I think it's really important for people um, to understand how much of a risk it is for women to have a child under the age of six, 50% yeah. of women who experience homelessness or of, of, of 50% of um, families experiencing homelessness have a child under school age. Mm. And then if you look at poverty statistics, 50% of families experiencing poverty have a child under the age of six. So that lack of child care mm. is really, really yeah. important. So housing is first and then child care. Yes. Um, and, then, um, and then we're looking at um, their employability. And that's everything from do they have a driver's license to a high school diploma to mm-hmm. a certificate. I mean, there's so many different aspects to employability, um, transportation. So just each, each of those um, components, we're going to 
We're going to develop a plan and then help move her along. One of the things I also love about Center for Transforming Lives is we're not an organization that says you will work with us for X number of months and then you're done and you can't come back. Mm -hmm. Um, We have people who work with us all the time who um, they might have come through our housing program and then they move on and then they're ready to go into our economic mobility program. Um, And then they or maybe they come back. Um, because they have another child, and all of those, it's it's part of the relationship, mm-hmm. um, and um, and that's a good thing, yeah. you know, getting yeah. to see people on their journeys, reaching their goals, and we just figure out, okay, so what's next? Yeah, what's the next goal? Yeah, I think it also says how much they trust you, right? If if they are coming to your organization and to help them with their most serious, vital needs, like I, I think that that just says so much for your organization and your ability to. Um, build those relationships because they know you care. And I th- I would say that's the most common thing that we hear in feedback from our participants is that they feel seen, heard, valued, respected, um, believed, mm. um, and then believed is a really important a big deal. Uh, one yeah. for particularly for women. Um, but uh, so they, I think, and they don't feel judged. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. They don't feel judged for being in the situation that they're in. Carol, tell us some of, of the success stories. I, I I love storytelling, so tell me about some of the successes. Okay, so I don't know what all you would put into that bucket of success, <laughs> but but one of the th- my highlight of the week was um, coming in and seeing one of the moms um, in the in the shelter, and she was helping her um, little. Uh, or he was he was maybe eleven months old. He was taking his very first steps and like the joy you talk about raising joy, Mm. the joy on his face and her face. It was really amazing. And so to me, that's a big success because, you know, coming, I've worked um, in, I've worked in homelessness for a long time and I've seen a lot of street based homelessness and kids who experience homelessness. They just so often are so far behind. Oh, and they certainly don't have that joy. Mm-hmm. They don't have that kind of safety for that that mm-hmm. interaction between that. And so that was huge. That was big to that's me. That's a big one for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's big. I mean, and I also, um, I am a kind of a numbers person. So I, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're on our board. So I like that. Yeah. So, um, so I just got to look at some of our economic mobility statistics and seeing those go back up. So they had really come down during the pandemic. So we weren't seeing nearly the results that we used to in wow. our economic mobility. You know, people weren't able to save. Um, they weren't able to um, increase their income. So so seeing those numbers go back up, that's very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just really, I love um, it when we have a, a child that has come out of the um, out of homelessness and being in a shelter who is now on track, you mm-hmm. know, so they weren't, you know, they might be 18 months old, old with no language, with no, not walking, not mm. talking at all. Um, and then seeing them a year, year and a half later, and they're totally on level. Yeah. That's so exciting That's to me. Um, or seeing a mother who, you know, says, I got a job yeah. or I got, you know, I, I graduated, uh, and yeah. see those, all those stories that, yeah. that just, um, uh, you know, I couldn't have done it without y'all. It's just, it's amazing. And, and one of the things I love is that people do come in oftentimes to volunteer or to donate. Mm-hmm. 
um, and, um, you know, just give back and they'll tell their story to the receptionist yeah. and, you know, I used to live here oh or, my gosh. um, you know, I, uh, I was, <laughs> was walking out to my car the other night and a woman who had, who had lived in our shelter came and spoke to me and just told me she never would have believed, she um, that she could have, you know, she was, she was, uh, she had been really struggling with substance use um, and uh, had plagued her for many, many, many years. But now she's uh, working, um, helping uh, teenagers in recovery. Wow! So, wow! Yeah. And one of the one of the stories, and I don't know all the details, but I remember coming there to the center, and um, and and I was being told about how one of the women had gotten her license to drive truck. Oh, sure. And she was <laughs> able to drive on her own schedule and she could drive so that she could be there for her kids in the morning or, you know, be home in the evening. And, and this is now her as an entrepreneur. And I'm thinking, wow, yeah, what a big deal. She, she's really a remarkable person. Um, and it was her own, she had, a, she's a chronic health condition and um, which had contributed to a significant amount of medical debt. Um, mm -hmm. And so came to um, really address the medical debt, but she needed a viable way, you know, working in, you know, on her feet in a service job was not going to work for mm -hmm. her, yeah. um, not financially and certainly not physically. Um, and, uh, and she wanted to be the best mom that she could be. So, um, and she also loves driving a truck, <laughs> a big, huge, and, and, and haul big jobs. And, um, and so, um, I actually got to visit with her recently yeah. and um and she's she has needed to take a break because of her health um condition. She's just trying to reconfigure her business a little bit right. so that, you know, she's not able to do the haul. There's a different driver and um but yeah, I mean she's she's a great example of someone we've worked with over different years who has really been able to forge her own path through the tools. And I, you know, she's just really brave. She just, you know, I'm going to do this. I know it's mostly men, but, um, but gonna I'm going to, I'm going to get out there. Yeah. 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 Works really well. She loves it. And how even encouraging women to be entrepreneurs, you know, you don't have to go to the nine to five or the Wendy's job or wherever. Not that that isn't bad, but, you know, but encouraging them. Cause I remember being on a webcast, a webinar with you guys, uh, where the women were being encouraged to think about being entrepreneurs. Yeah, I, um, I've been, I've been so excited about our level up business program. So we, um, we recognized that, um, the areas of poverty in Tarrant County that have the highest rates of, of poverty also have the highest rates of self-employment. Isn't that surprising? Hmm. And, um, but, um, so what we realized is that so many people were starting small businesses and, um, but they really, you know, those are not where the resources are for mm -hmm. small businesses mm -hmm. and they weren't feeling connected when we did some focus groups. So we started our level up business program. Um, so this past year, more than 80 small businesses were created. Um, yeah, so exciting. Um, we have had a, a videographer, a real estate business, um, a t-shirt business. Oh my um, I mean, all kinds of different things. So it's, it's a, um, it's, it really is meeting a significant need. And, and some of these are businesses where 
um, the person is is drawing their you know their their full time salary, or mm-hmm. they might have two or three employees. But a lot of them are side businesses. Mm-hmm. So you know, one was uh, um, that I, I got to sit in on the the pitch night, which was fab so fabulous. Um, and she was talking about um, she and her husband just wanted they wanted to start a business that would help them pay for trips that they would do with their kids, mm. but also that would teach their children the value of hard work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So amazing. Yeah. That's, that's, there's so much that is connected to the center. You, you have, um, um, a consignment shop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Our resale shop yeah. out on Camp Bowie. Yeah. It's, it's a great place to donate yeah. and volunteer. That's what yeah. I was thinking. I will go through my closet <laughs> this weekend. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Everyone will. It's... Your closet and, you know, all that, all those dishes and that, oh. all that stuff that there's you, some, you know. There's one don't... in my trunk right yep. now. Yep. <laughs> we, we need it. I'm bringing we it. We need it. Household yeah. goods, it. all of that, yeah. that help them. So what's next for, for, for the center? What's, what's in the, in the future? Well, you know, as I mentioned, we're really feeling like we're finally starting to turn the corner in some of the, you know, the the ways that we've been most impacted by the pandemic. So we're really excited about some new partnerships and economic mobility. We're going to continue to expand to meet the need in the community. So growing our counseling program, growing Mm -hmm. our economic mobility work. Um, We are, um, I, I will say, though, that we're also... We are pretty concerned about some of the long-term impacts. Yeah. Um, you know, we're thinking about, uh, we've seen a, a, um, an increase in the children who are testing as developmentally delayed. Mm. So 27% of the kids that we're working wow. with in our centers have, do- have those delays. Um, you know, certainly seeing a, an increase in behavioral health. Yes. So we're thinking about, you know, continuing to refine our model to meet that need. And how do we do that? How do we attract um, the very best clinicians, the very best interns? Mm -hmm. Um, How do we partner with the right organizations to, and how do we inform? Because I think we see so much that other people don't Don't because, you know, we, uh, because we are, we are able to see the whole family. Yes. So um, so just leaning more heavily into that, um, we're, we're doing more um, individual or, or research um, with our um, model internally mm-hmm. and then externally um, as well, just to, to help inform. Because, you know, when you, I think we, we don't, uh, we have the luxury um, or the, the benefit of being really able to see just that poverty that is about women with young children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we think that that's incredibly important, not just for the lives of those individuals. This, this is a really important area of focus for our community, oh, for yes. our state, for our country, because these these are the children who are most likely to not do well in school, to disconnect yes. from the school system. And um, if, we, if we can't change the way that we are... Um, treating those individuals, engaging with those individuals, then we are really undermining Mm -hmm. our own quality of life. Mm -hmm. So we, we we need to, we need to rethink some things. So that's what, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Because if, you know, kids struggle whenever they don't have those basic needs met, you know, like Maslow's like hierarchy of needs. Absolutely. Like when you said, we have to address 
housing first. I was like, he would definitely approve. <laughs> yeah. That, you know? yeah. If um, I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight, yeah. I'm not That's learning. Period. And, yeah. and if you're, I mean, the reason that we have school lunches and, and mm-hmm. free meals at, is because if you do not have glucose in your brain, you cannot learn, you know? And yeah. so we, and then the thing about it is, is that if you miss those early steps, then it's harder and harder and harder to catch up and kids get farther and farther behind. They get more discouraged and they give up. Like mm. you were saying, they drop out yes. of school. And it's, it's, it's a shame. It's, it's not some sort. And I think what's really hard for me a lot of times is I think that people think that poverty um, or people experiencing poverty, it's, it's some sort of um, like personality deficit or it's, yeah. it's some, something that they're doing. They must it's be doing fault. something wrong, mm-hmm. right? It's their fault. But you have to look at I circumstances. Mean, the circumstances. And then also how many people, you know, were your parents also in poverty? And like we talked mm-hmm. about that cycle. And things like that. And so you, there's skills yeah. that they may not know or, you know, they don't, like, there's things, how do they get out if that's all they've ever known? And so um, I think we have to look at the systemic factors, like, how, how are we supporting these kids? How are we supporting these families? Because otherwise, you know, there's no way to help. How can the, how can the community support the center? Because that's a big lift. How can people help you help them? Yeah. Yeah. There are so many ways to get involved. I mean, you just mentioned the resale shop. So, you know, donating your goods. Um, we have a we have a fantastic volunteer who works um her shift at a um at a local local grocery store. And then when she gets off at three in the afternoon, she volunteers with us the rest of the day. She does it three days a week. It makes a huge difference for us. She's done that for 15 years. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly um um, beyond volunteering, um, you know, come and take a tour, get in, get involved that way, uh, donate. We certainly, you know, we, we don't get enough, um, uh, funds from our government grants and contracts to, um, to operate the program. So, um, we need donations from individuals and, um, and other groups. So, um, um, but you know, Shoot us, shoot us a note on the, uh, on the, our, yeah, (laughs) on our website, through our website and we'll we'll, we'll help you, help you get plugged in. We sure will. (laughs) There's so much work to do. Yes. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carol. I am so glad that you were able to do this and I still get tingly when I think about all the things that you guys are doing and how you're shifting and you're morphing and really trying to maneuver to help the individual. And it's not a a track situation. We're helping you where you are, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the way you absolutely need it. And I think that is just, I'm just, I'm, I'm proud. (laughs) I'm just real proud. So thank you for joining us really much. But I do have one question. Um, So tell us what you're grateful for. I, um, have a gratitude practice. So I, um, I, as often as I can, particularly like I run in the mornings. And so that's what, one of the things I do on the run is just think about, I'm grateful for, um, uh, the trees. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my family. Um, I'm grateful for being on this podcast. (laughs) I have, you know, the opportunity to, to share our story. Um, but I am mostly grateful right now. I'm feeling a lot of gratitude for just those moments that I told you about earlier with that mom, with her little boy. I think that's what it's all about. Right. Like it's just, um, being, um, being able to lead an organization that, that makes those moments of magic possible is Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. I would also say, I think you're particularly mindful 
to be able to catch those moments because those moments happen around us all the time. Like seeing that first moment, that first walk, the joy, but your mind, because you have a mindfulness and gratitude practice that you are attuned to pick up on the joy. So I think that's incredible. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Winnie, what are you grateful for? You know, it's going to sound, um, I, you know, it may not sound, uh, original, but I'm going to be honest. I am so very grateful for working at Cook Children. Um, much like Carol has seen moments of, you know, glimpses of joy and things that have happened. You know, I too have been privileged to work there for 17 years and have seen so many things. And, and I'm grateful for the people who work there and who give every single day, all day, to the kids and that they're and their parents and that they're so um you know just dedicated to that and i'm i'm grateful that i get to support that work um i'm not doing it i see it but i get to support that work and i get to highlight that work so others can see it so i'm really i'm grateful for that that's so funny that is pretty similar to mine <laughs> and i was going to say i it, it's very similar i'm mm-hmm. grateful to be part of an organization that um, is creative and um, full of people with boundless energy, or at least it seems that way. And so if we have some harebrained idea, like yeah. starting a podcast <laughs> on children's <laughs> mental health, um, there's lots of people who are like, yeah, let's do it. And yeah, then put exactly. tons of energy yeah. and tons of time that they didn't really have yeah. to make it happen. And so um, I think we work for a really unique place full of lots of really fantastic people. I do too. I do too. I'm grateful for that. So thank you, everybody. That's great. yes thank you guys so much for listening um and we want to know what you think about our podcast so um in the show notes there's going to be a link to have a survey so if there's something that you really want Winnie and I to talk about or a really cool guest you think that would be a great idea or give us some feedback yeah you could tell us we're terrible yeah you know keep it constructive right yeah I hate the way you laugh okay (laughs) (laughs) sorry I just laughed now I'm self-conscious but yes we want to know so you know let us know. Yeah, yeah. We'd be happy to hear. Yeah. So until next time, just breathe. Open up. You, you matter. matter.